Should we should we do it? Let's do it. Are, are we, I don't need to. I don't need to do any more belly aching or futzing around. If Folks, you want to get something off your chest, about I don't know. We maybe. couldn't get the gear going. At first. Oh, that's true. That this is the first. <laughs> this is the first gear issue we've had in quite some time, yeah. and we, it was just a simple cable failure, folks. It happens. Which it is interesting that it, it happened because it's never again, moved. The cable just doesn't move. Yeah, it just, and it's a. It was a fancy schmancy mo mo gummy with a lifetime warranty. Someone's getting an email tomorrow. Well, maybe the day after tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's give him a break, Dave. All right, jeez. I got all excited. What I'm not going to give a break is our listeners with this weekly podcast that we do. Boom. Gear Buds Podcast, episode 136. 136. That's it. It's It's an even number that sounds odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's Great. just dive in symphony of corrections here we go weekly reminder cables or tone tubes thank you right now you take a second to center on you yourself thank you for listening to this and being here with us follow us on the stuff instagram and facebook there's some stuff happening over there sometimes once in a while yeah. you know how life is uh subscribe on spotify you can get the notification set up dude we gotta get apple fixed it still has the gear hunks logo i gotta i gotta get on that oh what a thing oh that, I, I saw that the other day and uh also if you've got other things that you want to make fun of us about email us at gearbudspodcast at gmail.com <laughs> because i'm I, it was something about dude i i tried to fix it at one point it was something about the way that certain image files were formatted and blah 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 and i just like never i just oh, never if anyone wants to see it. our uh, old logo get old over logo there. with the with the, the old uh, is it the marshall or what was it the, was the gibson g gibson g yeah, there yeah which we're, we're lucky we pulled out of that one without yeah. getting sued they're they're a litigious litigious yeah litigious i don't think that's the word that doesn't sound like a real word litigious there there it is i think litigious is the thing i knew it was right around there oh boy that was that was a rough start to this one let's get in a little bit further i've got uh dude we haven't talked about any free stuff in a minute got a free plugin no way for y'all to check out this is from a, a, a company that we have featured before on our, on our humble podcast, Baby Audio. This plugin is called Magic Dice, which generates random and lush wet effects textures on demand. It puts the algorithmic firepower of their spaced out plugin into a fun and unpredictable experience. Basically, it's just it's like a, the interface is this little rectangle and it's got a, a die. Die is singular, right? Mm-hmm. And then you click it and then it just gives you like a random modulation thing, i love that which is kind of kind of a yeah. neat approach so uh, go get that I'll, it's at if you go to baby it's baby you know because they're baby audio baby dot baby odd that's really hard to say baby slash freebies they've got that and a bunch of other plugins there oh yeah maybe i'll throw it on the website if i remember i, I forget to do things uh god dude oh dude this is great so you know about some of this into a little bit we've got some we've got we got some good listener feedback from last week first of all i want to say hello to my friend and yours mr johnny o'brien handsome johnny what's up dude go check out ptd unlimited on reverb but he's he's one he's one of my buddies and he just he just wanted us to know that in his opinion quote these sods are not too long Oh, okay. Because I've been belly aching a lot about that lately. Yeah. And uh, he said he's packing a guitar and combo organ for shipment. I need like ten more minutes to get me through. Nice. Appreciate that said, feedback. He wanted us to. He wanted also wanted us to know of reaching or following up on that rat fur episode that we, <laughs> that we did a couple two three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he was in a band with this dude who had the gray rat fur red knob fender in college. Cool. And he always held it against him secretly because he hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. A man. A man after our own heart, honestly. Mm. Although at this point, I would. I, I think. Because it's cute and ironic, I would actually love to gig with like a rat, gray rat for a red the, knob. I remember them sounding pretty good, anyway. So yeah, you know. I would, dude, I would put any, I would throw the Balth, I'd throw that a Balthazar in behind one of those. You know, I just use yeah. it as like a dummy cab. Oh yeah. Also, dude. Okay, so Johnny, what's up? Thanks, man. Love you. And I wanted to say, this is exciting because last week you talked about a new documentary or not it isn't new a several year old documentary that came out carmine street guitars yeah it was awesome it was awesome your 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 commentary on it at least i still haven't seen it but 
Carmine Street Guitars and Cindy from Carmine Street Guitars have reached out and we've been interacting and they're awesome, amazing That's folks. So cool. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. They wow. were they were very they had a lot of nice things to say. We had we had just just truly lovely people. Everything that you said held true. But they listened through the episode and they went. God, I hope the, I didn't say anything mean. I no, not I at all. It, it was great. It. But we we both you know we we had a little. We had, it was just a good review, man. You did a great job. Cool. And then and they also and they agreed with that. And they also took the time for our symphony of corrections to like go through the questions or corrections that there that we might have had. No and, and provide individualized answers for all of them. All right, so well, check here it we out. go. <laughs> here we go. Concerning the real estate scene, uh, yeah. that that felt perhaps a little staged, uh, they said uh, the real estate guy was actually a real thing. Believe it or not, oh I my promise God. you, wow. he's the real real estate guy. Six crying laughing emoji. Oh my God! <laughs> well, one, I apologize for thinking that you guys would. Uh, no, dude, fake this anything. is not. Dude, dude, trust me, you don't need to apologize. This is this is great. But um, it's fine. Now that I think about it, that does make more sense that he was a real real estate. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also concerning you fucking four string slappers, we make bases too. Yes, the four string Hell slappers. Yeah. Not to be, not to put words. That was those are my words. So we're now we're back to the quoting. Okay, we make bases too. Yes, <laughs> and they're killer in pine. To add, uh, also mention that anybody sort of curious about some more of their stuff, check out G. E. Smith. You know he was super famous guitar player who played in like SNL and all mm-hmm. sorts of great yeah, stuff. Yeah, G. E. Smith. Uh, he played their guitars and in his rig rundown for premier guitar from years ago they said there's some information there but also they wanted to to let us know that they don't age any of the wood beyond maybe throwing some burning into it but that's obvious yeah when they do that patina is all original on the next as well there's a whole chemical composition history behind that that's fucking awesome super that's really cool feedback i want one man i don't know <sighs> dude maybe, i don't even if we don't get one we're going we have we're going to go there and hang out yeah i have to go find one and play it man. have you been have you since you lived out there have you been have you gone back to new york many times i have not been back to new york since 2001 damn dude yeah. let's go let's have a little gearbuds trip out east boom See hit the happens. uh dude there's a bunch of shops actually you could hit exactly oh. we could we could get a fucking solid six months worth of content out of one weekend i will crash at tom schrader's house here i, I mean he's i i can at least do that we'll just see dave too yeah he'll be fine with yeah, it i love tom he yeah. loves me i think i, I think hope. so too here we go that was a good one thanks you thank you thank you. If, if, if anybody has not already gone and sought out this incredible documentary about carmine street guitars go so good or go buy a rick kelly guitar because we said so this is in my opinion a pretty badass gfi we can get into real quick you might have seen about or heard something about this about Adele's new record 30 that just came out no so Adele uh you know badass uh powerhouse singer the enormity of her stardom can be illustrated in a number of recent things that have happened first of all her record the new record that came out put vinyl production into a total backlog like just her record I, okay I think I heard about that that's how big of a force she is. I mean, granted, we all know about the production woes. Go listen back to episodes. Yeah. Insert episode number here for <laughs> all the details that we've had about all that shit. But so there's that. Then she had her very own TV special on CBS to celebrate the release. Oh wow! Of this no record, shit. yeah. Then this is the why I'm getting. This is the GFI. Okay. I mean, those are those are good fucking ideas. Those are too. big accolades. Then. The UK singer single-handedly forced Spotify to disable its auto-shuffle feature for albums, which to me is the greatest mitzvah she has perhaps bestowed upon this world. And she's made some truly life-changing music. So you can't listen to the album in a different order? So basically, Spotify for a while now has been doing this stupid thing where when you start a new album, by default, it has it shuffle through the songs. It doesn't just like start it on song one and then play through the whole dang album. Really? Yeah. But if you go to the album and see the list and click track one, it'll start and then it should play in order at that point. Yeah, but if you just like go and like press play on the album, it just shuffles the album. And she was like, hey, uh, we really put a lot of thought and effort into like the opening track sequencing, you know, all that kind of thing. Can you please stop? And then they did. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Thank you, Adele. I'm so excited that we I get to 
directly thank Adele for something that she's done for the world and all this. Because I'm a Spotify user. I'm a heavy Spotify yeah. user, my friend. And I, that's 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 happened to me accidentally a couple times. No, now that life. you say it, I think I, I that's why I go to the album list now and I click number and one. I try to go and make sure it's not because I'll I'll list. notice it. Like sometimes I'll like wait, that doesn't seem like it should be the next song. Yeah. And then when you look, it has that stupid little shuffle yeah. sign. All of a sudden, clicked green. Yeah, you're like me. You like to listen to front to back, if at records. all possible. Yeah, you know. And I like that. And I also, when I listen to an album too much, then I like to kind of shuffle the songs around after it's like after I've given it a listen. I will really skip. Well, I don't even necessarily shuffle. I'll, I'll skip through like like often. There always there's at least a few mm-hmm. stinkers on a record that I'm not going to want to listen through. Did you ever have a rule when you were a kid, like how many how many good songs like or singles or whatever had to be on a record in order for you to buy it? Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't had, think so. What was your? Do you, it sounds like you did. Well, I had that back when I, you know, when I was probably like, you know, twelve or thirteen. You know, before I was really into like full records and understanding like the idea of like listening to a record. You'd hear a lot of singles on MTV and shit and on the radio. Mm-hmm. So then you'd go, all right, I've heard three singles off this. I'm gonna go check this record. Oh, I think three. I think three is a good number. Yeah, yeah. I, that, hear I guess that's saying. more or less what I was asking. But yeah, yeah it's uh. But then how many records have you bought? Because here's the thing in the 90s, you know, they were making some pretty rough ones where they would have one good song and then the rest of the album could be, you know, we're not too sure here. And uh, that happened a few times. I won't name any names. Probably more often than not. It's not. And it didn't happen in something that I want to talk about. And I'm not sure if that's what you want to talk about today. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Okay. Keep this train moving. There are two more things that I want to talk about in this here symphony real fast. All right. One of them, we kind of screwed the pooch a little bit because we said that we were going to do this thing together, but then we got so excited by this other thing that we're going to be talking about is the main meat of today's episode. Oh, no. We're putting things in the back seat. Yeah, but I'm just, I just want to talk about it if we can real fast. Let's talk, man. We got well, all- the thing is, is you didn't play it because it's that new Radiohead game that came out. Oh, and shit. I forgot I know, about that. I know. We both did. I, you, oh, you we downloaded gonna, it and just I didn't. downloaded it and I played it. Oh, you did play it. I did. Oh, that's right. You were telling me it's like pretty fucking surreal. Yeah, it is. Do you is. want to talk about it? Well, that's what the, I don't know if you that's what I was going to ask if oh. you would rather wait until you've played it so we can talk about it or if you want me just to talk about it right now. Let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. We can get into it. I'll little ask bit. some questions. Maybe I can keep it moving along. I know? like that. All right, cool. Uh play that new Radiohead game. How was it? Well, it's pretty interesting. It, to call it a game is I don't I don't, that's a bit of a stretch. Okay, fair. It is, I believe it's called Kid A Amnesia. And it's a the mixture of the records Kid A and Amnesiac, which they actually recorded all that shit at the same time. Anyways, just released those records separately because they had so much material left over. Uh, they now to celebrate what is it, 20 year, 20 year anniversary? I have taken zero notes on this, by the way. That's all right. Uh, because we've talked about it a few times on the show, but it's basically, yeah, 20th anniversary of those records basically coming out. So, they what, made this crazy experience. It was, so, what's the game aspect of it? Would you so say? So, it's downloadable for PS5, Mac, and PC. It's free through the Epic Game Store launcher, which I had to install. And it turns out I had a record, uh, I had a because I tried Fortnite whenever that shit came out, mm-hmm. I had created an Epic account so I could already like just do that, which was nice, okay. but you're going to have to create an account otherwise. And you download that shit and it's it's kind okay, so it's there's tons of their music in the game. Cool. That should be obvious, right? <laughs> it's a, it's from those records and and done in interesting ways where your things are stretched out and looped and isolated and when you move through the environment that it changes a lot mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing and where you are. You don't really have any action buttons. You kind of just like walk around and look around at stuff, but there are surprises within that. Anyways, when you get up when you the game starts, it tells you that there are, there are like in this sort of very poetic way, you know, there are trapdoors and secret uh, like dead ends, and you can, you know, if, is there an end? Well, if if there if you're beginning, mustn't there be or you know or right, whatever? Like, like, you're at you're at a beginning. All these little poetic things. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to I don't know, but so basically you walk through these rooms and it's this kind of like. Have you ever been to like a big art installation where it's like in a warehouse or something, yeah. and, and you know, there's like different rooms and it kind of like guides you through it. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like that if you're in some sort of other planet with different, slightly different physics where things could get bigger and crazier. That sounds fun. And, cool. uh, 
you know the the artist had like infinite budget and but also there it's like these creatures that like they it looks like the it kind of looks like the almost like the little guys on the front of uh okay computer like there are these like blob blobby sort of heads with long skinny bodies that mm-hmm. are just like no features but like black and you, when you get up close they almost kind of look like the moon sounds kind of freaky or is it or is it like pretty there's some freakiness to it but yeah. it's never scary it's definitely creepy at yeah. a couple points but it's kind of more out there and cool and like in in my favorite parts of it for sure where the way, rooms where you go around and do stuff and it's like there's never clear instructions but you like pretty quickly figure out like oh if i stand on this thing now i can just hear like the bass part from the national anthem or like if, if i were here like i can move the drums up higher and it's like so it's like the music so cool. is always doing crazy stuff and that's really cool so it's all the multi-tracks and yeah. you know that kind of that kind of deal um but then you can yeah it's here's here's i think my best what is what do i got seven word review that i could write which i, I apparently did in the notes here which is my only note about this game perfect play it until the buzz wears off that's there you go rip a rip a bong ski which i happen to have accidentally done yeah it happens right before the, i was like before i was like oh yeah i should download and play this i like t- an hour of my life opened up or, <laughs> no i think i actually played it for like an hour and a half maybe because uh, it's they tell you take your time too mm-hmm. so which because like you can just sort of like run is through it, so it's like a relaxing experience would you say it's somewhere i wouldn't say rela- i mean i enjoyed it but mm-hmm. like i guess i i think it sort of depends on how you relax you know because it could be weird and like confusing okay and that might not be super relaxing for Mm-mm. somebody but it, it's, it's it's it was always pretty clear to me what was supposed to happen and then you know no spoilers but it doesn't really see, to answer the question from the beginning whether is it whether there's a beginning or an end you know i think i finished the game but i'm not sure hmm. they also said that it's the sort of thing where you play it through and it's going to be different uh each time somehow uh and i'm not and i'm quite sure that i didn't like find every little hidden secret that they teased cool. existed but yeah Anyways, I'll be checking it out. It's free. It'll work on your machine. You know, you might have to like downgrade the resolution and oh, effects yeah. a little bit just because it's a modern-ish sure. sort of thing. But the music sounds great. That's and worth trying it was, out. It was it was, a, it was a fun little experience. So I if like you're it, a Radiohead fan, a video game lover, a gear bud, a dude with a cool Amsterdam hat like Dave, hey, give it a download. Oh, who do you? Oh, you just punched the mic and Oops. oh, that's Cassius Clay on your on oh, yeah, your this uh, is an old, uh, sweatshirt right there, an old Roots of Fight sweatshirt. That's nice. Yeah, I'm digging. I'm just digging it today. Okay, so there's one other thing that may or may not go into the symphony here, depending on the answer that you give me to the next question. Yeah, did you watch Alanis? No, Jagged. Not yet. Okay. All right, then I'll wait. Want to save I, it? I'll save it. Well, yeah, because I I did talk. I did I did watch it. So if you're yeah, gonna I watch it, yeah, I, we could do I, yeah, a thing. I, where I had a different like, one queued up, and uh, I'm gonna watch it over the break. Okay, here. then I'll wait. But I'll just right. say, fucking I do. Okay, good. Yeah, worth maybe watching. maybe not. I don't know, but I worth, maybe worth watching. Def def worth right, watching. Cool. I'll check it out. Don't want to influence your opinion. Otherwise, okay. Otherwise, no. I can say. Should we talk about the pedal? No, that's good, dude. That's going after going after Dave's docs. <laughs> Sweet, dude. We're, th- we're throwing that after. I just didn't want to. I didn't want you to forget. Oh, dude, trust me. That's car- that pedal is carrying a heavy load this uh, this episode that's because awesome. I want to fucking talk about it. All right, cool, dude. Dave got a new pedal. We're fucking whatever. Who cares? We were. We, we spoiled, we'll get into we're it. We're gonna getting into it, but I we can sorry, cut that part out. I really want to talk about Dave's docs because that's where this goes. Dude, that was a great drop on Dave's docs. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I know that was really professional editing we just did too. <laughs> what do you got for this week, my bud? Man. Man. I can't believe I haven't watched this one yet. What is it? Carmine Street Guitars again? What up? Ew. I'm not sure why I haven't watched this one yet. You're quite co- contemplative. What is happening? Let's talk about the greatest blues god that ever was. Robert Johnson. Howlin' Wolf. Ooh. I'm talking about Howlin' Wolf, man. Love Howlin' Wolf. Dude, Howlin' Wolf has a documentary on Prime. It's Whoa, free. Oh, really? It's not new, unfortunately. It says you it, like a new doc. It says I, it was I uploaded also, 2021. Dude, I also like a new doc. Yeah. For sure. Um, but it's fucking killer. It's called The Secret History of Rock and Roll, and it's Howlin' Wolf. Oh, my. And, uh, dude, he was fucking awesome, man. Tell I mean, me. Sing, sing me these blues. I want to hear it. 
Can you do a Howlin' Wolf impersonation? No, I don't even want to, man. It, his voice was too fucking awesome. Yeah. It was really, really, yeah. There's no way to not butcher it. It would be embarrassing forever. There's um, there's only, I've, there are a couple people that I've tried to be Howlin' Wolf. There's I really only, the only one that comes to mind immediately that I don't think fucked up is Captain Beefheart. Because oh, Beefheart's yeah. just doing a Howlin' Wolf. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't try to do Howlin' Wolf. You just gotta like either do it or don't. You ever have do to it. have that kind of voice. Yeah. All right. Give, we'll give us a little history, but uh, born in 1910 in Mississippi. Wow, that is that is pre World War One. Then they fast forward. I just want to kind of lay this cool part out. Then they fast forward to 1965, and he's making his TV debut on Shindig because the Rolling Stones were there, and they said we're not going to play unless we, he opens for us when he's 55 years old. Yeah. And it's one of the best performances you've ever seen. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Oh, boy, did you? Uh, Not yet, but it's it's fucking amazing, dude. And, like, they're just all hanging out. The Stones are just hanging in the back, like, you know, sitting with some fans Mm -hmm. and just, like, goofing around. It's pretty cool. Tell us more. Dude, I don't know. There's so much to say. Well, it jumps around a little bit. So this is why I'm kind of, like, my notes are all over the place. Yeah, the the timeline of the doc. Yeah, the timeline. And then, it. yeah, I mean, it kind of, it's somewhat chronological, but they jump around a hair. What kind of what kind of so what were how did the, how did the blues get their start with Howlin' Wolf? What well, was, what was what was that like? Did did he start playing when he was a kid? Yeah, so um, I'm trying to see here. So I'm like really high right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm not cutting that shit out. Oh you my motherfucker! God. I'm cutting that to the front of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on a loop. Just in the background. <laughs> um, okay. Verb it out real hard. All right, I found. So he had a, he had a tough life growing up, and he was, you know. Uh, his parents were split up and he lived with his mom. She was abusive. Then he went with his, lived with his uncle. He was abusive. So he was like out of there, mm. moves in with his dad. His dad's really cool. He buys him a guitar at, um, well, at 13, he sees this guy named Shelley Patton. Charlie Patton, I think it is. That's probably Charlie Patton. <laughs> but Shelley Patton Chalet, is his French, <laughs> his French cousin. Yeah. Um, Charlie Patton was the first guitar player he ever heard. Okay. When, and it was like, you know, I think it was Dang. probably like the mid 20s. Um, that guy taught him how to play like Delta Blues, wow. like the original shit. Pass and then he down. goes and he fucking uh, his dad buys him his, his first guitar at tw- 1928. So he's 18, mm-hmm. I guess. And then he just instantly starts fucking touring around oh, and boy. Like, going to play. Literally, dude played his entire life from like 18 till like the day he died, pretty much. Which when did when was that? 1976, I think. Okay, so 66 this year. Or yeah, he didn't didn't live very long, but. It's the kind of that crazy thing where he just his whole life he played music hmm. like every fucking night. Um, so then, you know, they they get kind of big in the South and then they all move to Chicago. You know, all the big guys where where everyone should move. That's yeah. listening to this episode. Every single person listening to this episode <laughs> right Chicago now should right move now. to Chicago. And uh, come dude, join us. It's just we'll, every we'll do every episode in person for a live audience, live yeah, studio audience. Exactly. And we won't even have to edit this shit anymore. No, no way. Pay someone else to do that. <laughs> But yeah, man, it was uh, it's fucking awesome, dude. Then they all all the old footage, Chicago and everything like that, like from oh, the fifties and early sixties, dude. Loving all that black that. and white footage. I love all that shit. Me too. So he was like really crazy on stage. I didn't know this. Like he would like get on his knees and like crawl around like a dog and like lay on his back and like roll really? around and shit. Yeah, and it was part of his shtick. Like he had like it would go with the lyrics to his songs. Uh-huh. He had a song called like something rattlesnake or whatever, and he would like lay on his back and like squirm around and shit. Dude, that I was wonder, a fucking I wonder how much man. of that is like cartleying the horse did he did he figure out oh this should be my shtick now i need to write a song about he was doing, dancing for doing wild shit on the floor no man i think he was like i gotta just do a little extra than everybody else and that's what yeah he, that's what he fucking did Love all the it. time man. ultimate showman um there's some good good guitar spotting in the movie well, tell obviously. me more there's a 1966 performance where they're um i don't know they're in like a sound studio or something and there's a bunch of people kind of around and He's got a fucking reverse Firebird chilling right there. Ooh. Yeah, he's playing that thing. And then he sets Ooh. it down. You know, he does his, like, harmonic and did, shit. Did you notice how many pickups it had? I think it was a two. Twosies? I want to so say like a, it was a two. like a Firebird five, I'll be honest, five. I'm guessing, because really you could see the headstock really well. Mm. You could see, like, the tip of the, the wing. It was a reverse. So, you said Sunburst, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was black and white, but I could I could tell. You could tell. Oh, and the bass player was rocking the SG. Isn't that crazy? Scale. That's what, how they decided to make those finishes back in the day is what would look good on black and white television. That's right. I forgot about that. Weird times. That's Weird so times. interesting. And it did. Yeah, man. That motherfucker just, he kept playing forever, dude. But um, what? why, how come I feel like, you know, it took the Stones uh, 
bringing him attention, why wasn't he already this like? Well, he was big like locally. Like okay. in, he would go down to Memphis and sell out. You know, he'd be playing all over the place. Chess Records really was the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so he goes to Chicago, gets on Chess Records, and they had actually had a bidding war with another record company in L.A. that he almost mm-hmm. went to. So that's that could have been history not happening. What's uh what is does Howlin' Wolf have like a most famous song? Because I know I've listened to a lot of Howlin' Wolf. I can't. I couldn't. Honestly, I feel like I can't name one. Smokestack Lightning was kind of the big hit. Okay. Kind of has like yeah. the Suzy Q guitar vibe, like uh-huh. that same, like a very similar riff. Yeah, that was his fucking hit though, man. Then like Sil- Silvio's Blues Club and the 1815 Club are both Chicago places. Mm. The uh, 1815 Club, I looked it up. It's actually 1815 West Roosevelt. So that's like oh. right down the street. Yeah, not that far away. Fucking crazy, there. man. Yeah. yeah. And they're, I think they tore all those down by now, you know, sure. probably condos or whatever. But they're, um, they were just like little fucking bars with no windows. Home wall blues joints. Dude. And they would just play all fucking night, man. Dude, is there, I was kind of thinking about this the other day. Does, are there, are there still just like, I mean, you know, COVID notwithstanding, it's like, jam sessions that happen in the yeah. world like that mm-hmm. and what's the vocabulary i don't know what do you have to play at these types of sessions blues? other than jazz like i'm sure there's like the like the like open jazz thing right. like, which is like a very specific Blue, thing there's blues jams so it's blues and jazz that's it yeah russ is there like to go pop to jams or like rock jams or you know fucking there's like, like open mics i guess but not like but not, yeah you know what i mean where you can just like go and and people are like here i've got this riff and then like someone else is like oh i'll just like figure out how to play something with that riff and like you know mm. what i mean like rock jam rock jams i don't know maybe if the guys were kind of well known because that's the thing about you know uh wolf was he was like he was already like kind of big so he could show up and be like i'm just gonna play and like bring my guys and yeah. then they're just gonna jam like right. literally but yeah, I don't know if that happens anymore. But because he was known, I don't think they would have let anybody just get up there and like, hmm. you know, play for the entire night. You know, any? Uh, do you notice any sweet basses in this movie? Um, yeah, there were some late fifties with the uh, brass pickguard P bass. You know, with the maple neck. Um, there was one of those, and it was in black and white, so it looked kind of cool again. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Um, and then the guy was playing. His main guy was playing an SG bass, the long scale for a lot of the footage oh. they show for that. And, mud, uh, big old mud buck around there. Yeah. Yep, sounded awesome though. I was thinking about this. Do you know what key I was? I was just thinking about it like this morning, actually, like after I watched it, because um, I watched it like two days ago or something. What key like did they play in? Like I know, well, not key. What am I saying? What tuning? What like? What do you think? Do you think it was standard tuning? Oh, they're they're all about that standard tuning. Yeah? Some some of the early blues guys would also do open like open G or open D. Yeah, uh, open E was uh, sort of a odd one. Because there's yeah. man, there's times and it's just like. Like the, what people don't know is Howlin' Wolf was like an incredible guitar player. Yeah. Like his his main guitar guy, uh, his name was Hubert something. Hubert Sumlin. Yes, that's it. And uh, he was fucking. He was like, dude, there's shit that I saw him do on there that was like I I didn't even know that existed on a guitar. Dude, like, Hubert is a fucking dope name that we need to resurrect. It's for a really sure. good name. Really wow, good. it's strong. Hube. Uh, yeah, dude. Or I guess Bert. Bert. Yeah. Is is Robert Bert or, or like Bert and Ernie? Is that is that no? Robert's Bert? like Rob and Bob, right? So where does Bert come from? I think it's just Bert. Just Bert, yeah. Like Bert Kreischer, yeah. I guess it's just Bert. Bartholomew. Well, that's That'd Bart. Be Bart. Bartholomew. Bartholomew J Simpson, or is it T? Oh, but uh, so Hubert like makes this movie because he's actually being interviewed <laughs> through like most of By the of way, it. Hubert, what we're really talking about. So here. he makes, he has like the first hand account of like all the shit that went down. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the best, man. He's got his guitar there. Just Les jamming Paul. the whole time. He's probably like in his, you know, in his 70s at that point. That's or all I ever want to do is just like hold a guitar and noodle and tell stories. That's why I want that's that to it. be my life. But you have to like do cool shit first so people want to hear your stories. Yeah, that's a good point. But <sighs> so we just make a fucking dope ass weekly podcast. All right, dude. When you, I feel like you've you've done a great job of selling me on wanting to listen to some Helen Wolf. Yeah. Anything else in your fucking sexy bag of tricks that you want to share with the folks? I'll just do my overall synopsis of yeah. the story. Uh, I'm I'm not a huge blues guy. With all respect to the origins of rock and roll, this was a super cool story about good old loose times, and it takes the viewer back to a time that will most likely never live again. Yeah. I was thinking. Like talking about those blues jams that and era, people just yeah. hanging out. So much incredible footage and full performances. I was hooked and I didn't really think I was going to be. Hmm. So with that, I got to give it a strong like 8.7 out of 10 
Little Red Roosters. Oh, good pull. Yeah, Cook call, go. baby. Yeah, so watch that. It's real good. Real Cock good. a doodle doo. Hey, my first ever jam. Blues jam? Blues jam that I went to when I was like 12 or 13. I guess I'd like played with some other people, but like this was, I went to a blues jam in this guy's garage. I told the story before. Uh-huh. They played Little Red Rooster. There you go. There it is. There it is. Yeah. I had a little blues background myself, you know, played with my buddy Jason Paradise. I just don't really like the blues that much. I didn't really care for it, but <laughs> here's the thing I like. I don't really like a lot of blues. Here's the thing I like thing. about it. I don't it. like bar blues. Usually. With that old footage, yeah, bar blues are like slow blues. But with that stuff, it's like that stomping, just fucking, just oh, rocking blues. Like that Bo Diddley beat? Yep. And, uh, and not as hard because the drummer was playing like real light and mm-hmm. shit. But yeah, it's there. That beat is definitely there. And... Uh, yeah, I think that's what's fucking cool, man. Is like the it's all about the vibe with other people. Exactly. The music itself is like secondary almost, yeah. you know. And a lot of the vocabulary though, just like the repetitive hearing the same <laughs> licks, it just mm-hmm. yeah, that's the that's the part that drives me off. But how is the where that comes from? So yeah. it's like you can't hate you someone to, for the way people have sort of bastardized their image, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just what that's just what they played, you know. All cool. right, dog. Great Dave's doc. I'm super Alrighty. stoked about that. We'll talk about fucking jagged perhaps next week, maybe. Yeah. Well, Let's hit it. I'll s- I'll put it on my cow. Put it on your cow. Little uh, if anyone shit. little spoiler alert for us. We're gonna be talking about that next All week. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the way that this the rest of this episode goes up to you, my friend. All right. Would you rather talk about your sick new pedal first or after we get to the other stuff? Let's get into the pedal, because I think we just played it. I'm kind of fresh. All right. Dave got a new pedal. Woo! Sound the alarms and shit. Tell us the whole story. What happened? Why <laughs> did you get it? Why? What is this? What, first of all, what is it? What's the pedal? What'd you? Yeah. Get? So it's funny. It's it's made by a company called Meridian, and it's the Synthiv. Dave is. Uh, I literally is have to read how right to. Now. I yeah. have to read how to like pronounce the. I still don't know like the name. Meridian. Of it. Meridian is the company, and they're Synthiv. an Italian. And and it, on the back it says "Made in Italy." It says "Made in Italy," so which I don't know. is kind of cool. That's I mean, at least for shoes, that's usually a good sign. Yeah, electronics. For my ancestors, that's an even better sign. That's true. My Mark yeah. base head is made in Italy too. Your Mark base is the best sign, it's better than sign. my entire lineage. Yeah. This pedal. What does it do? So I needed what something. What that pedal do? What that do? I needed something to replace the uh, the microsynth live, the the electroharmonics right. microsynth. That was the whole this point is the of the impetus. This. So it's it's a uh, it's a it's a pedal that has a fuzz combined with an octave, a low octave, and a uh, little synth knob too. A little synthy knob and a synthy on there. switch, which I'm not really sure we know what it does yet. It, but, uh, it seems to move the resonant peak of the synth effect itself. But I th- in my like, it's almost like. It, you just got to leave it in the one position. Yeah, it, it doesn't really better. need to be there. But I was a little disappointed. I thought it might have two, you know, varying Very useful synth kind things. of the, Although, uh, you know, we can get come back to this, but if you ever wanted to open it up, mm-hmm. seems uh, we haven't looked inside this thing yet, but I would have to imagine there's no, you know, surface mount. It's all like through hole construction that if we wanted to mod things, it would be very easy to do on a pedal like that. You know what I mean? Make it more useful. We might have to talk. We might have to figure that out. So, okay. So f- describe what this pedal looks like because I, that was, it, it fucked me right in the eyeballs when I saw it. Well, I would rather have you describe it because I feel like you'd be better at it because oh. you, you saw it for the first time. I've been looking at it fresh, online. Fresh By the way, I, I bought it in Germany and it took like three weeks to get here. Via so. everyone's favorite yeah. site, reverb.com. Damn right. So thank you, um, my Reverb. Fellow. So what I, the way that I, this to me, pedal has two influences v- aesthetically. Sure. First of all, it's got the wooden cheeks on there like a Moog pedal, you know, Moog or Foger. Mm-hmm. It's got brown wooden cheeks. It's got a silver bottom with a black top and, and sort of silvery knobs. It definitely has that kind of Moog or Foger vibe. But it also to me has... Oh, I sold it. Otherwise, I'd show you. It looks like the f- uh, it has a Fender foot switch yep. vibe to yep, me too. It does with the silver on the front and the back. That like riveted kind of silver yep. thing, whatever that is. Uh, and I I am super here for it. The other thing is that the layout, like it's typically pedals tend to have a little bit more of that like uh, oblong rectangle. Oblong is not the right. Like the longer rectangle. Mm-hmm. This is a little more squarey. It's pretty pretty much perfectly square and kind of yeah, yeah and kind of tall. Uh, as well so we haven't taken the cheeks off of the side to look inside yet but Mm -hmm. i you know there could who knows there might be a lot going on under there uh i looks wise 
for me, eight and a half out of ten at least, maybe maybe nine. Cool. I fucking love how it looks. Yeah, think, me too. I think it's super cool. The reason that I feel like it's even interesting for us to get into these types of rankings and stuff for this thing is because this pedal, dude, like you can't find anything about it. What's the deal? <laughs> What's like, what is this? What is like the, what is the, do you know anything about this company? No, there is. So I came across it just in my feed because I think I was searching like synth, yeah. synth pedals or something on Reverb. And um, I saw it and I was just, first of all, I was like, wow, this is cool looking. It looks different than anything I've right. seen. Right away, I looked it up to see if there were any more for sale, and there wasn't. There, yeah, there's and, one that was sort of similar, right? That you've well, seen. Well, there was a so there was a YouTube video when I googled. Oh, it, sure. Um, of a guy playing one with bass, actually, which was what I was looking for, and it's got a couple more knobs. I think it's called the, um, like the Funkalator. Taint tickler. Yeah, it's it's got a dumb name, but it but it's got like basically this with a couple more uh, features on it. And so I was like, well, that thing sounded really cool, especially mm-hmm. this one tone about like three and a half minutes in the video. There's like a really nice synthy, like low octave bass tone with a fuzz on it that really I wanted to replace the kind of what I'm doing with the micro synth right now. So it went back to that. And I was like, I'm going to roll the fucking dice, dude. I'm just going to I talked to the guy and I was like, you know, can you do this deal? And he's like, I could do this. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty, pretty nice counter. And I messaged him and I was like, well, I'm looking for this for bass because I was ready to pull the trigger at this point. And he's like, dude, I'm I'm a bass player too. Like, you know, look at my other pedals Amazing. for sale. I was All like, All right. bass type pedals in his Pretty shop. much, yeah. So this guy knew what he was talking about. He compared it to a few others. Um, what did he compare it to? Man, I wish I could pull it up. If because you well, the, the one thing that I saw online about the octave was that it's sort of like, a, it's. I think it's based on the Boss OC2, which is a That's famous yeah. Boss octave circuit for bass specifically. That was one of the pedals he compared it to. He's like, it was a mix between these two, and I forget what the other. I wonder one what was, the other right? one was because yeah, the so it's got the octave thing. It's got the sort of fuzz. It's not. It's it's not. I wouldn't. It's not like a heavy fuzz that you get with this pedal. It's it's a pretty controlled. Yeah. Because uh, you and I had t- today, we just tested it out like through through bass and guitar rigs. Uh, on bass, yeah, it's 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 a very. I feel the thing the. I think my favorite thing about the pedal is that I would call it usable. Sometimes you get a pedal that's like a weird, crazy synth or fuzz mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, Oh man, this is wild and crazy. I am super excited. But then when it comes time to like use it in a musical scenario, it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. I could see that very easily falling into a setup and people be like, Oh, what's that? That's cool. But it not like, totally distracting from like on the bass player with the pedal yeah, now that's the thing that i liked about it the most is it's not completely over the top as yeah. a standalone pedal now i have other pedals i could mix it with too so we could exactly get, we could get crazy if we want but i like that too man you can't yeah. go like and i was kind of saying to you i was like it with the knobs that are kind of they're really you know twisted in there nice and everything they don't slide around and that was oh, part of the, the reason i wanted to right you know part of the reason i wanted to uh get rid of the the not get rid of the micro synth, but I'm going to keep it from a studio it, yeah. application. Uh, Cause those sliders, man, you kick them all the time and you know, mm-hmm. you just, you knock them around, they move around when you move the, the board at all. So yeah, I wanted something that was just going to be kind of, you know, easy to set up. Yeah. And then speaking of synth that has the uh, synth knob, right? Yeah. So what, what, how would you, what do you, when you are listening to that, how do you describe well, it? What does it sound like to you? Okay. Well, I have a new take on it because you played guitar with it, but uh-huh. I'll talk about my original yeah, version yeah. first. I was a little underwhelmed with the synth uh-huh. because uh, the micro synth does some really crazy shit. It does. And I knew with one knob, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be pretty, you know, with one knob for the synth specifically, I'm going to be pretty limited on it. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to take it for what it is. And I find you can dial in a nice, like kind of envelopey, you know, tone, but then we mixed the fuzz in with that. Right. And that's when you were playing Les Paul and that thing got mm-hmm. fucking it got gnarly. It does I really like what it that does when you hit a couple note chords with it and it does that weird clangy synth sound mm-hmm. where it's like not totally in tune but it is somehow and it's like overtones and stuff that what you couldn't get in a guitar otherwise. Yep. I was playing some riffs and and stuff in certain ways that were very the pedals very inspirational it was it was making me play differently in a, in a super cool yeah way that like the bass i felt like with bass it felt a little more just like using the synth knob was just kind of like peppering this little like fuzziness to the top that was cool yeah but with guitar it was definitely sort of uh altering the the full spectrum and frequency uh, not frequency full full spectrum and timbre and tonality of the guitar itself i think you're right yeah with the especially with your note on the bass thing because i felt the same way when i was playing at home i was Mm -hmm. like you know with the synth all the way up in the bass and and this is without the octave dialed in either so it's just standard octave 
And then I found I was like, all right, but then I added a little bit of octave to that, and I was able to kind of get, you know, some pretty cool skull crushies. Oh, dude, it does some scroll. It made me, <laughs> it, especially with like the game going up and everything. That yeah. instantly, like I, I mean, you were here. It just made me start playing like Doom riffs. And like I feel like like any other once you get the octave and they're like any other octave of this type it likes playing you know in that like 12th fret position on the mm-hmm. guitar or the bass it doesn't super mid when you're playing real low on the either on any instrument it's going to lose some of that you're it's going to get confused and stuff but like any any octave pedal pretty much does that yeah i agree yeah so how um, do you how do you envision like what how are you using the stuff that you're replacing it with already you know what i mean like or is it just like right. pu- punctuating moments in songs or are you going to like write whole songs with this in mind where you're going to have to like change settings live and stuff right or are you just going to like set like one favorite sound with it and then just kind of leave it there yeah i mean i think it's a one sound leave it there kind of thing at least for what i'm using it for now i mean right right now i only have one song that we're actually going to be probably recording soon Ooh, Um, yeah baby still talking about how how we want to approach that but but yeah we're um so i'm definitely using it for a song and it's kind of this rolling kind of like kind of like that i could hear some octave happening on so the little bit of octave not too much where it's like um you know harder to hear the actual notes in between but yeah some octave and then a lot of the fuzz and then dial in some of the synth i think we're gonna i think we're gonna get there with dude you know what i can't wait is to hear that also with some of the other pedals on your board like that you're fuzzy boy and you're right overdrive with the fuzz god i mean i think i could really get crazy oh, with it so i'm gonna leave those hooked up for sure yeah. oh you ha- please i insist shout out to ben fulton wow we haven't we haven't talked to our yeah. favorite one of our favorite we've had a couple new zealanders haven't we or is it no i see he i think him. he's just yeah. been the only kiwi we've had yeah oh we we've had a couple uh we've had a couple danes Couple Danishmen. Oh yes, is what it was. Is yes. what I'm confusing. Very different parts of the That's world. Right. Very all all wonderful, tall gentlemen. All all the, the whole lot, sh- shouting about our, our friends right now. So, dude. Uh, okay, buyers, joy slash remorse. Where do you where do you stand? Like, do you feel like you you got what you were you were hoping to get? So out of this, per- yeah. This I mean, I think we were kind of talking about it, how you almost can't knock this thing out of whack where it gets like obnoxiously over the edge crazy. there's no bad sound in there there's no bad sound in which is great can i knock it over the edge and get like crazy with it no no so that's i'm not saying i would though but it's nice to be able to dial that really in if you want to go nuts that would be awesome to be on that like let's be honest semi-useless switch yeah it would be awesome if we could mod some shit where like you switch it over and then you can go into like fucking Dude, crazy town if it didn't affect like you know the i don't other know side. i don't know how they're wired but right. yeah if it didn't affect any of the knobs in any way exactly i would be stoked if there was just like a wacky switch go fucking wild yeah and then but i guess it would have to right because you'd have to still be able to dial in the other knobs with the with the difference what i don't set. know i would have to look what bit what i'm guessing that switch does is just select what like that synth has is 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 doing something in a certain frequency range Mm -hmm. and it sounds like it's just moving that which usually means just like setting a capacitor or resistor values so basically all the switch is probably doing is just like selecting between two different ones of those you just like hardwire the one so to be always on right is all you'd have to do yeah and just go past it i don't know yeah, the pedal fucking. I I think you should be excited. I think no, and, and yep. because it just looks fucking cool, and it's gonna be a little conversation stimulator. People are gonna look right. at that and be like, "What? Well, the, Why the, did, where did you get that? I've never seen that." It's before. a fun. It's a it's a good looking good looking little little thing. You're the only guy. I bet you're one of the only guys in America with that pedal. Yeah, I think there's. Isn't I think that I crazy? Saw one sold on Talkbase for like you know, and this was like ten years ago or something. Oh man, really? They've yeah. been around that long. Hot Maybe if, 2015. I think they came out. So eight, you know, seven Damn, eight years. Oh ago. my god, 2015 was that long ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, and I will say I want to. I haven't had to play it uh, at the space yet, so I'm excited for that. Ooh. Hear it through the 15. Hear it through the V4. Let it flap your. Sack yeah, I think sack. that's gonna be that's gonna be the big decider because that's where it's gonna live you know is that my practice would you even at this point ever think about flipping it uh not yet but 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 it's not like it's not to the point where like you're oh i'm not attached to it right yeah 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 for sure Mm -hmm. yeah even looking at it because it does look fucking it's a fun yeah i know dude i just want to have on even just to have on the shelf for a couple i know know? she's pretty i mean they really he sold it to me in mint condition and i've never gotten this lucky with something because people say mint all the time and like this thing doesn't have a scratch or a dust it looks new to me yeah it's crazy um 
Yeah. So and no, I'm not. I'm not too attached yet. But we'll see how she sounds. On your practice space board, are you still going to leave the other stuff set up too with like the micro synth? I think I'm going to take the micro synth out. Of the Maybe bring it home. Get I'm going to probably just, bring like, it home. Do some fun t- times at home with it. Yeah. See. See what's going on with it. Just like record that direct with your bass at home. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one, man. That pedal is so good. That's actually the way it works best. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you like what's it. Your to- what's your tone? What's your tone ranking on this? Are you are you excited about the j- just like the actual sounds that come in it, like synth, octave, and fuzz? Yeah, like I said, I think the synth uh, overall could do more, uh-huh. but um, but the octave and the fuzz, I'm really happy with. Okay, good. Yeah, and I will say, like you know, we played it through your Les Paul, and you play in a drop C tuning or something Correct. crazy. So you know, I when I was playing at home the other day with my Strat standard tuning. And especially on the middle switch, like with the middle pickup, mm-hmm. I was getting a really nice, like almost like, like, you know, tone bender kind of sound on it with just the fuzz mm. dialed in with a hair of octave, but really just the fuzz, just a hair, just a hair of synth, but nothing too there. crazy. Where it gets a little, a little loose on the bottom and a little, a, a, not quite unpredictable, but just yeah. a little scary. Yeah. And it, well, that was kind of nice edge. about the guitar. Cause I was, I wasn't going like, I've been at like pretty much like 12 o'clock or further on every knob, you know, at some point. Yeah. When I'm playing this, but with the uh, with the strat, I was playing it not even quietly. I still had the volume up, but I was just dialing in everything ever so slightly. Just a little hair, and it was just really getting some neat stuff. So Dude, that's exciting. It's I mean, new, that's why this is why we get pedals, folks. Yeah. This is why we do it because it just it's a little inspirational happiness and joy in the form of like a. Dude, but the and it's not even just any pedal because yeah, anybody could buy an electroharmonics. Nothing against electroharmonics. Mm-hmm. We fucking love electroharmonics. I could get another one if I want if I sell that. But one. you, there aren't there, there. I've never seen even heard of this yeah. shit before. And you had to get it from fucking in the middle of Europe during a pandies. And yeah, I think that's super exciting. Shout out, shout out to Mark. It's not even it it's not even mine. It's yours. And I'm just like fucking <laughs> over here, like oh, I'm so excited just being in his presence, like having it on my base pedal board right now is exciting. Well, it's kind of an interesting topic, man, because like no, there's no other ones that exist. So even if I wanted to sell it, do I have a right to ask like a shitload of money for it? You do. You have a right to ask whatever the fuck you want. Well, for I mean, anything you, you know want, what, you whenever know I mean. you want, my friend. You know, I think that from a gear a gear perspective, you know, gear perspective. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for buying that and bringing it over and giving us fresh fucking hot tip content i'm glad you like it man i, it I means do a lot like to me. it i do really like it and you're right i, I mean i do like it on bass i think it it's just like a useful utility type of pedal on bass that you're going to get a lot of use out of it's a little more exciting sounding to me on guitar i think yeah, i agree yep. you know what i mean but also it's the sort of thing where like if i don't write a song with it it might not live on my board whereas with bass you can just like use it in a variety of applications and it's always going to be good yeah it's always going to be fucking dope yeah if it works for that for that song idea we're working on then it's oh, going to be exactly then it's just i've got it now i can work with it and write around it too Dude, so. that's that's the ultimate test right there Hell yeah man we've got a bit more gear that we're going to talk about Let's for talk, the rest of this episode first of all real fast i mentioned we we're going to get back to him you and i texted about him earlier today justin chancellor that's tools right. master of the funky lowdown mm-hmm. bass boy himself has released a promo video for his new Dunlop Crybaby signature wah pedal. Did you Have watch you, it? I, I didn't watch the video yet. I did. I, I, I watched a, like a demonstration of it's, the sounds. It's goofy, man. It's a Christmassy from what I can understand. Yeah. What's and the deal? There's these, just these giant heads. And then they're he, dressed up like, like elves or some he shit. He plays a, the little boy at first. You know, uh-huh. he comes down with the giant head. And then he's his dad and his mom. It's like, it's pretty funny, dude. It's oh, all, I'm glad you watched it. Well, yeah. it's, it's trippy. New, it's it's in celebration and which I think I'm I'm excited about any kind of interesting weird advertising uh, of his new pedal, which is a crybaby wah. But it's it's actually when I dug into it, it's a bit more than that, which really? is cool. So first of all, I want to say it's one of those fat boy wahs where it's like not just the treadle size. Okay. It's it's got like a little fat boy hang off on the right too, Whoa. which Dunlop doesn't usually do. That's kind of that was more That's of like a Morley thing, Morley right? deal, yeah. and some other guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a fatty boy. Uh, so the, it's got a Wawa pedal, which you would have probably guessed by what it is. Cry mm-hmm. baby. By the way, I'm going to kick. So sell me on this thing right now, man. I'm ready. Dude, I w- I'm selling myself. I want it. Well, in the video, they play some of the, obviously the tones from it. Yeah. And uh, they kind of create a song with the, with the pedal exactly. being used. And I found it, I, I was, it was unfortunate because I was on my phone. And mm-hmm. even through that, it sounded pretty, pretty fucking Yeah, massive. you probably want to feel the bases on You're that. You're going to want to hit got the speaks, yeah. Wah. It has. It also has what they call filter, which is a separate thing, and then it has fuzz. It's got three effects in there. Dang. Uh, you can use the fuzz 
independent or with either the wah or the filter. Okay. And so uh, it's like a, you know, pretty sick, just like crybaby bass wah. Each of the wah, the wah and the filter each have uh, two knobs on the fat boy side thing, a little sidecar deal mm-hmm. uh, for like volume and cue or something like that. Uh, did I write that down? That's nailed it. And then there's also oh, the fuzz has three knobs to control, you know, gain and tone and whatnot. Again, independently switchable, but it also it's it's kind of cool. It has like a a foot switch in the bottom right that you normally expect to see, but then it has like a little kick switch, like a little red knobby okay. boy on the side that you can also yeah. engage. That's uh, very to, similar to, to the old Morley designs, actually. I think now could I think be, buddy. It. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and so, but so it has a lot. The filter is kind of the interesting thing that I hadn't really seen. I certainly haven't seen Dunlop release in a pedal because it's like a wah is technically in, in a lot of ways a filter, but this does it the way that they Justin Chancellor uses it. It's a little more harsh, sort of resonant, like vocal type sounding things, like very hard A, E, I, O, U sort of sort of sounds mm-hmm. instead of just like the wah sort of thing. You can do like different shapes to your ah shapes would be a good way to put sort it. of yeah. like where the way your mouth is shaped when you're making vowels. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I dude, two ninety nine, a little expensive, but not bad. And I want to get my feet on one. Honestly, <laughs> me too, man. Yeah, I don't. I I would have to really sit with it and check it out. I, I, I just have awesome. wanted a bass wah for a long time. Who else makes like a good bass wah? I mean, we already talked about Morley, of course, right? Of of Corley. Um, who makes the other bass wah? I mean, a lot of people make auto wahs. See, that's the big difference thing. there, yeah. But I just picture that white Dunlop bass boy that the bass player in my high school band borrowed from a dude, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Well, this but, one has so many cool features on it, too. Like, And you can't, and it, that bass wah is definitely one of those pedals where, like, you can use a guitar pedal on bass, and it's almost always fine. I feel like a, a guitar wah on bass is going to sound like poopoos because yep. you're going to lose the, like the whole bottom and the whole sweep of things is not right. I've heard some guitar players use bass wahs to good effect, but sure, ba- guitar wah on bass is just not a good idea in my. Yeah, I think that's opinion. a. I think that's a fair assessment. I, I remember <laughs> trying trying that in a garage in high school before and didn't sound great. So what do you think, man? Are you going to check it out with this the bright aggression of this custom wah circuit and the chainsaw grind of a vintage fuzz? Yes, yes, I'm sold. You're going to get it? I don't know. Are I you going to buy each of us one? Oh, man, I'll have to see. We'll have to str- maybe after Christmas. $2.99? $2.99? stocking stuffy. That would be a wide stocking, honestly. I bet heavy I, stocking. I wouldn't be surprised if like a little Black Friday thing pops up and somebody's blowing some out you know, for 50 bucks off or something like $2.49, that. $2.49, all black, black weekend long. Would you get one? I want one. The thing is, is the way that I have my bass pedals set up, they're on that this nice little pedal board up off the ground. And if I got this, it would totally upset that whole balance. You have to kind of set it on the ground next to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would just get in my way and I'd kick it all the time. Then yeah. upset and sell <laughs> Step it. Step on the back of it. But I do really want it. Yeah. I do like pedals. I, I'm can, I, I, had, I, I hadn't been playing pedals for a minute. I was playing a lot of acoustic guitar. A lot of I was like just straight ahead into the Kemper been been liking pedals it kind of revived you with the pedal thing over here a little bit oh my too. do you have a synth pedal currently mm, i don't think so <laughs> i have a i have a lot of fuzzes <laughs> i got a lot of fuzz and delay yeah. pedals it'd be fun to try to recreate i've yeah i've pedals. had synth pedals in the past i don't know i do not have one currently did you have the boss one like a, a I've had the boss. the boss. Yeah, d- that didn't last very long. Mm. I want that. I did like that new boss synth pedal, the SY1. That thing was fucking mm-hmm. sick. That does more shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, it's time for me to get a new pedal. I don't know. Maybe I'll, have, maybe I'll get something else on the, uh, the Dodfather synth pedal. I was going to say, would you trade any of the uh, existing pedals that you have right now? Yeah. I've got some. Oh, I've got some expendable boys. I would, I would probably, I don't want to, but I would probably, if for something fun, like particularly cool, I would get rid of the, uh, the Chase Bliss Zvex Bliss Factory. Yeah. But it's just because we've already talked about a little bit. The, there's just a lot of those in the market. Mm-hmm. Dude, speaking of markets, let's talk about the last thing I want to talk let's about today. It, Reverb has been releasing their top sellers lists. And I just wanted oh, yeah. to quickly touch on those. Great. Because it's very fascinating to have access to that information it's cool let's start with the best-selling recording gear of 2021 i've noticed a lot of patterns with these things and and we'll dig into that a little bit 
What do you think best-selling microphone 2021? Oh, microphone? Yeah, what do you think? SM7 all day, right? SM7? That's number two. What is it? Number one, SM57. Oh, of course. It goes 57, SM7, SM58, which, you know, yep. same deal as 57. Sure Beta 52, God, number sure four. Crushing the Top market. four mics, all Sure mics. Number five, Audio-Technica AT2020. Great microphone. Usually someone's sort of first large diaphragm condenser mic. Sounds mm-hmm. great for 100 bucks. So four Sures, one of which... By the way, the SM7, which I am jabber-jawing into right now, not a cheap mic, you know? No, The other ones are like in the 100, 150 range yeah. for the 50, Beta 52. That's, you know, over 300 bucks for this bad boy. So it's not cheap to nope. be number two. Uh, here we go. Interfaces, Dave. Top four, all focus right. <laughs> Scarlet 212, Solo, 18i20, yeah. and 4i4. Top yeah. one through four. Number five. One that we're using is part of my integrated rig right now, the Universal Audio Apollo Twin X Boom, Duo. Boom, there it is. Yeah, baby, except I am not. Con- I didn't even contribute to those numbers because I got it direct from my friends at UniversalAudio.com. It's actually UAudio.com, but, you know, probably redirects. Uh, here we go. That was recording. Let's talk about guitars, David. Ooh, I like Sen- this. Senior David. So it's just brand new, obviously, right? This is all new. Yeah. Best-selling new stuff. No, 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 no. This is not just new, my friend. Whoa. This is this is whatevs. And this has been the list the whole time has been not just new stuff. Correct. Oh, wow. That yes. kind of changes everything. But also makes sense. Yeah. Best selling guitars. Uh, Jazzmaster. Not even on the top five. Wow. Number one, Fender Player Telecaster. Number two, Fender Player Stratocaster. Oh, I know where this is going. I don't know if you do. Okay. Number three. This is this for me was the wild card. PRS Silver Sky John Mayer signature. <laughs> Whoa. Big his, his strat big one. one. His strat. The, strat the, one. the 63 strat or whatever wow. it is. Ouch. Four Squire Affinity Telly. Number five, Fender American Professional One or two strat. Okay. American Professional stuff. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. No big surprises except for the freaking John Mayer. Wait, was the Jazz Master on there? You said? My body is a silver sky. My body is a silver sky. Uh, what'd you say? I like him. Um, I don't dislike him. I like to make fun of him too. Yeah, of course. Oh, the Jazz Master was what numbers? Nothing. No Jazzy Boys on really? the top five. I they they released the top twenty. I'm just I didn't want. You know to what I'm thinking? Get down that far. Oh, that's fine. Um, I wonder if that's just because one, they're retaining their value so well, like they're very expensive right now. Mm. And this is, these are guitars that are like either really affordable at the moment or they're a great deal off of like what they originally costed. It's also just like volume. Like people want mm-hmm. these things and there's enough of them for people to get their hands on. Yeah. Bass guitars, Dave. Oh, basses. Bassy boys. What do you think? Number one, based on what I've talked about so far, mm-hmm. what do you think? Number one. Um, I mean, you gotta say Fender P bass, right? Which one? Oh, probably the the players. What? Are, what's it Nailed called? it. Yeah. Fender Player Precision Bass, number one. Two Squire Affinity PJ. Three Fender Player Jazz. No surprise. Number four Ibanez GSRM twenty. I'm sure that's some sort of little. I had a mel- GSR eighty. I think. There's. I get hard for me to know any of those numbers. <laughs> number five. Happy to see this. Rickenbacker 4003. Really? 4003. Yeah, Ricky. That's a good one. Acoustic guitars, Dave. This isn't all that interesting, except I had to write this down. In the top 20 of acoustic guitars, all three Fender Acoustasonics, including at number three, the Fender American Acoustasonic Telecaster, number Number three top selling acoustic guitar. Then that's the consensus. The people love them, man. It kind of is, right? Holy shit! I know, and those are those are cheap, not cheap instruments. I will say this, man. Um, scrolling through like all the the little uh, for sale stuff on Facebook and shit. Yeah, a lot of people are selling those, and there's a lot of ads for those too. I oh, see okay. A ton of ads. They're for whatever. I mean, I know. Maybe why. I'll be able to get my hands on. Be able to get my hands on one on the on the chippy to chips. They are everywhere right now. All over that market. You want one still? A week later. Dude, that's that's not going anywhere. I've I've wanted one since I first played one. All right. Let's go over to the best selling pedals and amps. And this is where I think to me the the, the true story lies mm. today. 
So pedals, uh, I don't. This wasn't that uh, surprising to me. Although I'm excited for him. Our friend Robert Keeley, number one, the Keeley Compressor Plus, number wow. one selling pedal. Very cool. Uh, number two, the TC Electronic Dito Lupa. Oh, Dito Lupa. Fucking love, mm-hmm. love that man. Shout out, go listen to that that episode with with that beautiful human being. Uh, this is the the interesting one for me on here, Dave. Number three, Line Six HX Stomp. Which is one of their multi effects. Right. It's like, I think it's maybe the cheapest one, but it's still you know five hundred plus all day. Yeah. So that's number three on here, which wasn't even, I don't even know if it was on the list at I'm, all last year. I'm not surprised for multi effects. I've I've had good experiences with lines. Yeah, dude. Stuff. I know I know our good friend Dan Lou loves his. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, had the M. I had the M1. I think it was like the single the M3. single switch one or the M3. Or I know M5. I had the that's M9. right. The M5. Nine. And then there was also an M13, which was just like fucking enormous, yeah. boys. Big, yeah. big honkers. That doesn't surprise me, though, I think. And they're affordable. They're know? affordable. Number four, Boss DS1 Distortion. Number five, Hologram Electronics Microcosm, which is an expensive, crazy town pedal, which are, is pretty fun to use. I couldn't make it do anything that cool, but some people do make it do really cool stuff. Is that the one company? Well, who is it? Uh, Hologram Electronics. It's oh, like okay. a big, wide rectangle sort of thing. And oh, it's okay. cream colored with interesting graphics. Man, that's sweet. Uh, Pedals. Uh, so this is and this is the list of um, top selling new pedals like that just came out this year. Uh, number one and number two, both held by the same brand. Who do you think it is for new pedals that came out this in 2021? 2021, 2021. Doot, 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 doot. I mean, I was gonna say like Line Six, but also how about this? There's three three brands on here. One and two, same brand. Three and four, same brand. Eventide. No. Good guess. It's going to be a hard one. I'm going to give you two more guesses. Walrus Audio? Great, great guess. They have the number three and four pedal, the Mako R1, which is the reverb pedal, and then the ACS1, which is, I think, like the simulation deal. Uh, JHS? Nope. Earthquaker. Earthquaker taking spots one and two with their Astral Destiny, which is like a crazy modulation, I think. Wait, didn't I say Earthquaker? I didn't think you did. Whoa. 2021 I don't think you did you might have been thinking it okay weird and then number two which uh, which we've talked about on this show the Hizu who's I have fucked it up every time Hizumitis the signature Boris Fuzz pedal yes that was number two nice number five uh don't want to forget is the way huge Atreides which is that like their crazy weird synth analog weirding module so the uh pedal the big muffs not on there any anywhere in no no muffies top five now, Dave, I sort of, I sort of tease this. This is, I think, the big story. Amps. Hmm. That's gonna be tough, man. I think. We'll see. I, I, there is some a, a really crazy thing has happened this year. So, top five amps. Number one, Fender Mustang Micro. That's like a little headphone amp sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Number two, Boss Katana Mark II. I've heard good things. Little model, just a little modeling amp. Number three, Positive Grid Spark 40, little Bluetooth modeling amp. Really? Number four, Orange Micro Dark, which is like a little lunchbox baby tiny little amp. Number five, Orange MT20 Micro Terror. And those are, that's the head, right? Not with the cabinet attached? That's correct. No, the, I think the MT20 might be the combo actually. Okay. The other ones, yeah, that, the other one, the Micro Dark, I think is just a a little head. head. Yeah, cool. In previous years, we've seen traditional amp classics reign supreme, like the Fender Blues Junior, which was the top-selling amp of 2017, 2018, and 2019. Jeez. Last year, 2020, 2020, it dropped just a single place to second. This year, the most popular Blues Junior, which previously there were multiple versions of it in the top 20, the most popular Blues Junior, the Blues Junior 3, is number 14 on the top 20 top wow. selling amp list. Fender's best selling full size amp this year is the Fender Tone Master Deluxe Reverb, which is a solid state, essentially modeling which one? version of a Fender. How amp. many like little micro or like bedroom amps does it go before they before they get to like a I I I don't have the whole thing in front of me right now. Uh, I read it earlier. Okay. okay. It's I mean there are there are I think there's like a tube like a tube combo in the top. Right there, that the was top the top ten. Yeah. That was a top five. I was right. just doing with everything. Still, that's that's all crazy. micro solid state, often Bluetooth amps. Dude, the tide has officially turned mm-hmm. on guitar amps. We have 
entered the dawn of solid state and modeling being the de rigueur, just the, the baseline standard now. Man, that's so interesting. Isn't that wild? Now, is it due to quarantine slash COVID, like people yeah, staying inside? For sure. People playing guitar at home. Right. But that's what how most people play guitar anyways. Right. So instead of but instead of buying, you know, my old fucking Fender, people are buying yeah micro Bluetooth microns because guess what, dude? They sound awesome now. They're very good and fu- and satisfying to play in small rooms. Absolutely. At reasonable volumes yeah. versus those other amps, which you've got to fucking crank and let those hairs on the back you of your get butthole that, that get going. going you know move so that uh, you don't move you don't want frankly you don't want to move air with an amp that size because once you push those things too loud that's when they reveal their limitations and sound like butt butts mm-hmm. but in a, like a standard just like not waking fucking your hubby or your baby they probably all have input uh headphone jacks. headphones dog yeah, yeah. or Same. just like something quiet that and reverb has fucking told the tale dude it's it's happened. It already happened. I had one of them Fender. Um, we didn't even know it was happening. The revolution was not televised. It happened right behind us. It was a Bluetooth revolution. Man, I had one of them Fender Mustang, the heads, like the big like. I had lock. a Mustang two or three with combo. the screen on it. You could no, dial there was in no like screen. A, oh, mine, mine. Mine had a screen with it. You could dial in. Yeah, the, those are great little practice boys. Well, this was a big. You could have gigged with this thing. And did that you? Was, no, because when I played it through, I only had my bass amp to test it, like uh-huh. my bass cab. But when I played through it, I was like, oh, I just sold it right away. Yeah. yeah. One of those. But it was fun at home for like, you know, a couple of weeks. I played, I had, a, I, yeah, I briefly had a Mustang come through from, come through my hands for like a couple of weeks and yeah, I played it for a couple of days. It was awesome. That's very fun. Yeah. I guess I'm not surprised, man. And, and to be honest, like the prices of tube amps are still like pretty, pretty high right now. I feel mm-hmm. like. I know? think it almost might be time to start like really, really fucking liquidating. I hate to Unloading. say <sighs> But <laughs> I don't want to. That VT40 though, man. I know that's gonna go. It's just, it's just, it just takes. I don't. I'm never gonna use eh, it. Maybe I, I will. It. I don't know. I think I just the what the the real plan. Once I get all the Lego taken care of, then just like replacing the space that has been taken up by that with those amps, and then maybe I just won't care as much until then. I'm inevitably back in like a practice space somewhere where I can just have loud yeah. fucking amps. But even still, I would never bring all those. I would just bring a couple of them anyways. So. Right. Yeah, I've just been a lazy ass. After I like sold a bunch of shit, I kind of like haven't listed anything in a week or so. Plus, it's a pain to like you can't really ship them. So I mean, you can, I'm getting to the point where I might. Yeah, you know, they just make the buyer pay for it, man. Some people do. Some it, people will know? do it, especially if they think they're getting a great ass deal on an amp I didn't pay shit for to begin with. Yeah, the heads won't be too hard. The dude, will be I would hard. like to apologize formally to you and the entire listening audience for last week's sing song ass episode <laughs> we sang so much random bullshit in that one i don't know what it was like that weed hitting different or yeah. the coffee i don't know what it was dude but we definitely sang a lot and we're just in that kind of mood and i just did it a little bit again but then well it's part of your character man oh i love it well, wouldn't have it any other way love you too and speaking of love, I feel like I love this episode enough to put it to bed because we did a great job with it. Again, dude, I'm stoked about that pedal. I don't care what. I'm great so glad content man. for the show, but I just like really enjoy it. I'm so glad it. we'll uh, we'll post a picture. And, uh, oh, we gotta snap some pickies before yeah, you get out of here. Definitely, we'll throw make that the episode image. Totally, so you guys can look at the even, image while you listen. So, folks, just a little peek behind the curtain before we get out of here. Usually, the way it works is I like. In the morning, uh, when I go to edit this thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to take a picture of something. What was the episode about? And so normally that means I just take a picture that morning and then send it to Dave. But then I, I was like, well, we talked about flying. So I didn't fly. I wasn't, that, was not a, that was not a recent travel pic. That was one I took out of the air. I think I was flying to Scotland or oh, something I thought like that, that. Yeah, I figured that was one of yours. But yeah. I did take that picture just like, you know, maybe a couple of years, a couple, two, three cool. years Change ago. it up, you Change know. Change it up a little bit. So yeah. that was a little explanation there. Peek behind the curtain, opening the kimono, how the show, how the sausage gets made. That's how we do it. And if you listened all the way, I know, J-O-B, you did because you're probably packing an organ to ship or some shit. Uh, go make some music. Or pack an organ. 